Well, hey, welcome back to the Oasis Church Podcast. We're glad you're with us today. Hey, we're always inspired to hear how God is using this ministry from right here in Winchester, Virginia to change lives all around the world. And if you have a story to share, we'd love to hear it. Send us an email at amen at myoasischurch.org. Now, if you'd like to support this ministry financially so that we can continue to bring messages just like this one to you each and every single week, you can do so at myoasischurch.org slash give. Thank you so much for your generosity. You're truly making a difference. Now prepare your hearts to hear a word from God. You guys, hey, can we have a round of applause for our ladies that are here, our moms? that are here. We have Marjorie, Kenya, Carla, and Summer, and in just a few moments, they're going to get to talk to you and uh, share uh, what's on their heart. I'm going to ask them some questions, and, and then we're just going to let the conversation go. How's that sound? Sound good? Exciting. Well, hey, so uh, if you would, just take a couple of minutes to introduce yourselves um, one by one and, and uh, let us know how long you've been coming to Oasis and um, maybe uh, tell us a little bit about um, how you came to, to, to know Jesus. That would be awesome. Don't, don't all go at once now. <laughs> Well, my name is Summer, and I've been coming to Oasis probably about six months, I think so. Um, and I came to know Jesus uh, later on um, when I was in college, and um, that came through. But that's kind of a long story, so <laughs> I don't know if we want to get into that full story. But <laughs> that, that's okay. We, we, we can actually save that question for later. Tell us a little bit about how you like to relax as a mom. Oh, well, I'm kind of boring. I really like to read. <laughs> I like to do like a face mask and read and just kind of just relax on the couch. <laughs> Is that boring? Okay, That's cool. Boring. Someone's excited about that. There you go. That's awesome. Anybody else? Yeah, Carla. All right, my name is Carla, and it's actually been a year that we've been here at Oasis. Um, we moved here because I have two little squishies out here, and my squishies are your grand, or some will say grandchildren, but I call them my squishies. And uh, I grew up in the church. Um, I am actually fourth generation through the Church of God and Assembly of God. Um, and so it's, I grew up knowing Jesus, and I remember it was about probably the age of five, six around there that. We had a special speaker in, and they were talking about hell, and I remember just starting to cry, and my dad looked at me, and he probably said something like, what are you crying about? And I looked at him, and I said, I don't want to go to hell. <laughs> and so that's how I became a Christian. So my name is Kenny. Is it on? Hello. Okay. So my name is Kenya Brooks, and we actually have been coming here now a year. We actually, our first day was Easter of last year. So just turned a year. And um, what was the, oh, how did I come? Well, it's a long story because I grew up Catholic in the Dominican Republic, you know, where everybody is Catholic mostly. Like there's probably 5% of people that are not. I mean, I think now it's higher. But anyway, I grew up as a Catholic, and then I married a Baptist, and uh, we started going to um, his church. But funny story, when we were dating, he was going to the Catholic church with me, right? 
And then when we got married and we moved over here, and I was like, okay, I have to find a Catholic church to go to. He's like, oh, no, I don't go to Catholic churches. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That was, um, so that's how, that's how I came to know the Lord, being in his church and hearing the message of salvation, and then I was baptized. And that was, um, my gosh, I was in 2001, okay. so a long time ago. Wow. Marjorie? So, true story, you guys. I do not like holding a microphone. <laughs> it is awkward when you're speaking into it, so I... I like the, like a little headset, so forgive me, forgive me here. She keeps telling really me that we need a headset mic Awkward. Her. I think it's like a sensory thing because it like echoes. But anyhow, um, I'm Pastor Jonathan's wife, um, so I've been here since day one. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> and behind the scenes, um, you know, laying the foundation and planting the seeds and getting the grounds, you know, the Lord is in... Yeah working through us, with us, yeah. guiding people to us. It's all because of him. Um, with that said, uh, I, I had a very, 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 very broken childhood. And it's only by the grace of God that I am where I am here today. A psychiatrist even told me when I graduated from respiratory therapist school that I beat the odds. And I said, it's not me, it's Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Only he can do yeah, what come he on. did. Yeah. From my father was in prison from the time I was nine to 25. My mom was an 18-year-old who had me, probably scared. Um, I was a little three-pound baby, three-pound baby, preemie. So even getting into this world, it was, it was hard. And uh, I had different people in my life, you know, that's, that were there for me. So my grandmother joined hands with my mom. Somebody I call Aunt Jeannie, who's not my aunt, who I was named after her, joined hands with them. Different, different people. And um, my grandma would send me to church with someone I would call Uncle Kirby. He's not even my uncle. Mm -hmm. I'd go to church there. I was a Presbyterian church, and I would learn the Lord there. And then my mom would send me with her friend, and I would learn of the Lord there. And then uh, I became Catholic in high school, was baptized, mm -hmm. holy confir uh, confirmation, and all the things. And so mm -hmm. from there how I came into a Pentecostal church. <laughs> um, the, the first time I ever stepped foot into a church, a Pentecostal church, was in Romney, West Virginia with my great-grandma and my grandma, and I saw my grandmother fall out in the Holy Spirit, and I was scared. I was scared. <laughs> I was scared. And then I left and didn't go to church for a year and then became Catholic. That's how we, that's the real story there. Um, I was like, whoa, that's a little, that's a little much for me. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was a, a waitress at Denny's, and these people would just come in, and they were like, come to church with us. And I was like, you all be speaking in tongues in church? Like, what's going on in your church? <laughs> and I became, a, I became a mom. I was pregnant outside of wedlock, and I was terrified. I'm sorry, I stole the stage. I was terrified to step foot back into the Catholic church, although Catholic churches were pro-life and pro-love, and I know that they love babies but I just felt shame and so I stepped foot into a Church of God church in Cumberland Maryland and I felt the love and power of Jesus and my life has never been the same yeah. Yeah. Oh. amen amen 
Well, yeah, so some questions for you guys, and, and you guys can go, any, any whoever wants to go, um, about motherhood. Motherhood is a ministry, amen? Any moms yeah. out there? Motherhood is a ministry. And um, what would you say is the funnest thing about being a mom, the easiest thing about being a mom? What would you say that is? Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing easy about being a mom. But I think the, the fun thing about being a mom, I find, is just the relationship that you can have with your kids and um, just be there for them and loving them. I think that's, that's fun, you know, yeah. spending time with laughing. them. Mm -hmm. Laughing with the kids and that little quirky stage. Mm -hmm. Like, I just love that. Like, little Graceland, like her little fun, little personality. Just, they bring so much joy in and to see the world through their eyes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say is we've, we've always encouraged parents, just enjoy every stage. You know, there, there is good in every stage. Sometimes it's hard to find. Yeah. But um, <laughs> embrace every stage of your children. My, my answer is pretty similar as well. I, I just really love um, just getting to know my boys and just talking to them. I'm excited. I mean, I have a baby baby right now, so he can't talk. But I'm so excited for when he can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get to know him and see what he likes. And What stage of life are you guys in? Would you share that with everybody, just how many kids you have? Um, uh, how old are they? And uh, maybe just give some insight, insight to that. Okay. Yeah. I have five kiddos. Elijah, he's 11. Uh, Liliana is seven. Graceland is five. Don't don't look at me. <laughs> Aspen is three, and Zachariah is nine months. And so it's a bunch of fun, different stages, from the walls being drawn on when you turn the corner to playing in your makeup to Elijah just learning and grasping and just speaking. I'm like, where yeah. where do you get that from, bud? Like it's it's just amazing. <laughs> So I'm about 10 years ahead of you. <laughs> um, and we only have two. Uh, we have uh, Kayana is 24 and Chandler is 22. Uh, so we're kind of empty nesters, but not really, because uh, when COVID happened, Chandler was in New Jersey at school, and he came back, and he's um, taken a gap year and still with us, So, um, which we, we enjoy that. We enjoyed having him. Um, and Kiana's in Florida, so yeah, we don't get to see her that much. But you know what? She's here today. She always comes from Mother's Day. Aww. Hi, Nana. <laughs> and I'm about 10 years ahead of you. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, look at that. <laughs> I know. Um, our oldest son is 33, and um, he and his wife and their nine-month-old live in Pennsylvania. And then our daughter is 31, and she and her husband and two-year-old live down in Bristow. I have three little boys. My oldest is Solomon, and he's six. Then there's Honor, he's three. And then our youngest, newest little addition is Moses, and he's 10 months. That's great. So, so what would you guys say is the hardest thing about being a mom? the hardest thing about being a mom? I think for, for me, <laughs> probably two things come to mind. I think sacrifice, like you don't realize until you're a parent how much you have to sacrifice. And then I think also up there together is just the revealing of your own sin. 
<laughs> I think it's just kind of, of like in parenthood, I think those just come out and you're like, wow, I didn't think I had a problem with that. <laughs> now we see I do. So now this is fun. <laughs> so you're like trying to help your kids with their issues and then you're like figuring out you have these other issues going on too. So working yeah. through those is challenging, I think. I think the hardest thing is, and again, this shows that I'm older, um, is when they start making their own decisions and you're looking at them going, that's not the way I taught you. Mm. You know, and when they make their, they make mistakes just like we make mistakes. And it really came down to me having to settle in my heart, I've done more things right than I've done wrong. Mm. And my children are now at that age where they make their own decisions and they have to walk out their own faith and figure out who God is and not live off of what I've taught them, but hopefully my husband and I have given them a foundation that they can now grow off of. That's good. Yeah, I thought about that too. It's um, when you see that they're doing something that you know it's not the best for them. I think that's really hard. Um, but I think the hardest is that, you know, they're not born with a manual on how to take care of them. And you have to, like, for me, my personality, so I, when, I, you know, they were babies, I read, like, a hundred books, and I'm not kidding you. Aww. And I read all these books. I didn't really um, know God at that time, because, you know, I grew up Catholic. And I was trying to find, like, this system that was going to create these perfect little kids. <laughs> and I researched and researched, and I just didn't find it, you know. And the closest thing, and they're not going to be perfect, I realized that, but the, the best manual we have is the Bible yeah. to, to guide them. And through them, we do get to see ourselves, which is amazing how that is. It's very humbling um, because God, God uses them a lot. You yeah. know, like they're our best teachers, too, right. for growth. Mm -hmm. Great. So what was the hardest? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what was the first one? The happiest? Yes. Okay. Ooh, mommy brain is still there. Okay, so um, kind of like what you two were going with, um, it's as they grow, it's realizing I don't have that control, right? It's like they, they're their own person. They're going to do their own thing. And, and as they're getting older, it's like, oh, my goodness, Lord. Like at the age, like Elijah's going to be 12, and in six years he's going to be a man. And I'm like, Lord, he's a man. And then I'm like, you know, I'm, I start feeling overwhelmed, like, where'd it go? And I'm like, please slow it down, because I'm not ready to let go. And it's kind of like, I got to let go, because yeah. he's really not mine. He's the Lord's first, right? Mm -hmm. And so that I think that's the hardest part, is just seeing that. Like, mm. I, I can't keep it forever, because mm. my selfish desires, I want to keep this stage yeah. forever. Yeah. But I'm excited to see him grow and have a family one day. And hopefully, you know, be in ministry and serve the Lord. I love that. I, I got to say, just as a, even as a dad, um, it's not Father's Day or anything, but <laughs> seeing, seeing my kids, like, gaining older, like Elijah, I remember being that age, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you guys, but, like, do you remember being the age that your kids are now yeah. oh, and, like, yeah. just having those thoughts? And it's like, oh, my gosh, like, yeah. I, I, they're really growing up. It's, um, uh, it's really crazy to think about. What's something that you're really grateful for? Uh, anything in life, something that you're really, really grateful for? Salvation. That's right, <laughs> Jesus. She said salvation. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Salvation. <laughs> Amen. That's, That's right. 
Yeah. The gift yes. of grace. Mm-hmm. The gift of grace. I, I love that. I don't have to be perfect. I can come as I right. am, and mm. by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'll be transformed more like mm-hmm. Him. Yeah. 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 Definitely, the foundation that I have of um, just knowing Jesus, and then the Word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as you were talking, I was thinking about. I clung to the verse, it's James 1.5, that says, if any of you lack wisdom, come to me, and I will give it to you abundantly. And that was my verse in raising my children. It's because there was so often that it's like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And they're different. Yes. You know, <laughs> one is so, I had two, and they are so different. I can't imagine, like, oh I hear gosh, that, like, yeah. you know, everyone is so different because they are unique and fearfully and wonderfully made. And so... You've got to handle them and train them and love them differently. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. This might seem like a weird answer, but my (laughs) (laughs) in-laws. I'm really thankful, grateful for them, especially uh, throughout motherhood. They have just always been there for us. Um, They're great adult parents, and they're so supportive, and they're always there to watch the boys for us and let us have date nights and... Um, they're just a great support system for us. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So, yeah, we talked about it a little bit. Marjorie, you talked about it a little bit. Um, but how has faith been a part of your life growing up? Um, Kenya, you talked about that a little bit. Um, when, when, did, when were you introduced to faith? How has that um, shaped how you even parent your children um, if it would have been differently, right? Uh, so when did you come to know Jesus? How has that been a part of your life? This is the part where Summer was like, this is a really long story. Feel free. Okay. Uh, Well, so I I did not grow up going to church. My parents um, weren't Christians uh, growing up. And so um, my dad sort of uh, would take us to church every now and then, but we never went went anywhere consistently. Uh, The one person that I think really shaped my faith and uh, gave me a foundation was my grandmother. Mm -hmm. Um, She was always a a strong woman of faith and um, always told us about Jesus. And, oh, sorry. She just always told me growing up that um, God loved me and that he had a plan for my life. And um, she was the only just like consistent voice. And um, Throughout growing up, I, I didn't know who Jesus was, but I always believed in God. And when um, I was actually it was later on in high school, um, I started going to church with my family, and my mom and dad started going to church, or my stepdad, um, and we started going to church every Sunday. And for a long time, I was that person that was just sitting there taking everything in and like, wow, I feel like this is speaking to me. But then I would leave and not, not really let it change me and wasn't really living it out in my everyday life. And um, there came a point where um, I was in just an unhealthy relationship and I just felt like a fraud, like I was wearing a mask all the time. Like I wasn't, um, like I was one person at church and I was another person outside of church. And um, that was that breaking point where I realized I didn't like how I was living, and I was like, I can't, God, I don't want to live like this anymore. I, I can't stay like this. Like, you have to save me. I'm ruining my life, and I, I don't like it, and I don't want to be like this anymore, and I need you to rescue me, and that 
But that was the point from, from there on out that um, my life wasn't the same anymore. And I began to learn what it looked like really to, to follow Jesus. And um, it wasn't until college where I really started to just have a passion for reading the Bible and studying God's word and, and knowing who he is. And so, yeah. That's so good. <laughs> John getting some brownie points. <laughs> No, that's great. How do you think um, coming to Christ has shaped the way you parent your children? It's, I, I feel like for me, it, it shapes everything. Every yeah. decision I make um, yeah. is, is something that we, we pray about. And, um, you know, we pray with our kids, read the Bible with them every day. And we, t- we tell them every day about Jesus. And, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I'm going to tell them otherwise. <laughs> Yeah. Everything yeah. around them is going to tell them otherwise, right? Yes. Yeah. So, like, we have to be, we have to be walking out our faith, not just talking it, but our kids yeah. need to see that. And, like, in your marriage, like, that is the gospel you're preaching to your kids. Mm-hmm. You're offering sure. grace when grace shouldn't be given. You're showing love. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I, I think the way that it shaped our family is um, doing devotions, you know, as a family. <laughs> Yeah. And um, we even did homeschooling a couple years, you know, which we would start out doing a devotion. And uh, we would even do that when my daughter went away to college. We would do it um, together, you know, like um, by the, I don't know if it was like a video. I don't know if they even had FaceTime at that time. Probably did. But we did it somehow. <laughs> uh, we still did. So it was nice just yeah. doing that, you know, praying together. And I remember, you know, when they were babies just to, well, not babies, but, you know, they could talk and, and hearing their little prayers, you know. Yeah. And um, a funny story with my daughter, she actually um, was the one that baptized Chandler in oh. the bathtub. Oh. Okay. I don't know how they, they did that. But, yeah, I guess Chandler Did she hold her, him down for a while? I don't know, but All had, those sins washed away. It was like, they were like, Chandler's baptized. I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's awesome. So, um, so, yeah, just, you know, telling them about God because really uh, that is the most important thing that they can learn. And regardless of, you know, the Bible tells us, you raise them to know God, and regardless if they get away from him or not, I mean, they know him. Yeah. And God says that he doesn't let them go. So yeah. that's what I hang on to. Yeah. That's really good. I think the one thing that both the ladies have said is, you know, not just the telling them, but the living it out. That's right. Mm-hmm. Because they are watching you more than they're listening to mm-hmm. you. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, so good. That's true. Yeah. That's really good. So um, to follow up with that, when you're teaching your children about Jesus, I think that there's probably people here that don't know where to start. There's probably people here that they gave their lives to Christ. They're trying to be good Christians. Um, they want to teach their children about Jesus, but they just don't know how to practically start doing that. What would be a piece of advice you would give them? Do you get it right? Do you do it every single day? Are you always constantly doing what you're supposed to be doing or want to be doing? Um, do, you, do you miss a day here or there? Uh, how, how, how does it practically work in your lives, if you were to tell somebody about that? For the parents that are here, our church partners with them with the Orange Curriculum, so we will give them parent cues. So Shameless just, plug for our kids' just, ministry. Yeah, <laughs> so just having, starting with that and letting it lead yeah. the conversation. So That's really good. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. We had that, too, when they were little. Um, we had, like, the, the church that we went to, they did, like, a question that they had to work on during the week, and we would incorporate that. But, you know, 
the, the thing, and I struggle with this a lot because I like things to be a certain way. Um, <laughs> with parenting, it's not going to be that way. Like, right. just be flexible. And That's if you right. can only do five minutes, you do five minutes. That's you know, right. if you can do it in the car. Um, I had this ideal that, you know, we had to be around the table. Right. Everybody had their Bibles, <coughs> and we had our breakfast. And I think if it probably happened, it was one time. <laughs> because seriously, <laughs> you have to, you just yeah. have to go with it, you know. But yeah. we, uh, we did Wednesday nights, and then um, in the mornings when we were homeschooling, we always did it in the mornings. But, you know, once they went to school, we would try to do it in the morning. Sometimes we were running late, and we didn't get to do it and you know but you just if you can do whatever you can do is good it's it's better than doing nothing and that's what i would say to you even it doesn't have to be perfect that's right i think too um when you say did you always do it right um Dwayne worked shift work for 30 years and so there was half the sundays that i was a single parent taking my kids to church and um there was one Sunday, and I was constantly, let's go, let's go, it's time, we got to go, we got to get out the door. And we lived like two minutes from church. How many of you did that this morning on the way to church? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I would just be like, Ryan, get down here, it's time yeah. to go, I'm leaving, and if you aren't in the car yeah. in two minutes, I'm going without you, and I better see you in church, which means he had to walk. And so um, when, we, when we sold the house, there is a poster on our garage wall because I started backing out while he still had the door open. Oh, <laughs> I put a hole in the wall. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So do we always get it right? No. That's and we right. laugh about it today, but at the time, you know, I'm backing out just sick because it's like, oh, Dwayne is not going to be happy with me. <laughs> <laughs> But thankfully, Dwayne's more impatient than I am, so I think we were okay there. But no, you don't always get it right, and you can just, like, almost become a drill sergeant because every day you want to tell them about Jesus or exemplify Jesus. But really what I found um, that just has touched my heart today with watching my children now being parents is when I hear how they pray over their kids. Yeah. And that was one thing that every night we would pray over our kids, um, even if I would come home late or like Dwayne in the morning, he would stop at their beds and pray over them. And we had a verse that we would speak over them. And I can't even tell you where the verse is found other than it's in the New Testament. But we would say to them at the end, may the grace of Jesus, the love and peace of God, and the comfort of the Holy Spirit be with you always. And that was just something that they still to this day will talk about. And, you know, why did we do that? Why did we say that? It gives us that conversation because that's what we believe, that's what we stand on, that's the foundation of who we are. Amen. Mm, that's good. That's beautiful. I think for, for me, when we're doing um, devotions for, for our kids, I found that it was best if we could make it a habit, so putting it alongside something that we do every day. And so for us, um, especially me working all day, bedtime is like a really special time for mm -hmm. me and the boys. And I love to read, as I already said. So <laughs> reading books to my kids is really, really important and something really fun and special that, that we get to do together every day. Mm -hmm. And so 
we've started to work uh, Bible reading time into our story time. So we read our books that they pick out. They pick out what books they want to read, and we read those stories. And then we finish with a Bible. And we've had different devotion, devotional um, kids' books, and they usually have, you know, some scripture or a little bit of devotion um, and then a prayer time. And so we've just put that in. So that's, you know, where that's how we keep that consistent is is adding it into an area that we already consistently do every day. And that's really good. Yeah. That's yeah. a great practical tip. That's yeah. great. That's fantastic. Marjorie, I, I didn't prepare you for this, so I'm going off script a little bit. Is that okay? Sure. <laughs> She's like, oh, no. <laughs> um, we, me and you were talking this week about how um, it can be so easy for moms to compare themselves to oh, other yeah, moms. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, because we all compare our behind yes. the scenes yes. with everybody else's yes. highlight reel on Facebook, yes. Instagram. That's right. And and we've seen that, right? We've seen yeah. like, you know, like, like even with our own family, we don't put we don't put the the terrible like we'll right. take 3000 family pictures and right. hopefully <laughs> one of them can right. make it to social media, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted you to talk about that just a little bit about how it can be so easy as a mom to compare yourself to other moms on social media. And Absolutely. Yeah. So like right now, more than ever, we're all in our phone. We're swiping the face. This is really good. So I want people online to hear it. We're, <laughs> we're swiping, you know, we're swiping Facebook, Instagram, whatever, TikTok, whatever platform you're on. And we're just constantly seeing everybody's positive image. And don't get me wrong. Positivity is good. But in the same sense. What about this generation, and this might be a little off script, what about this generation that is coming up into this, that like they're, like my son, he has a phone, he's not on Facebook or Instagram yet, but I really believe the reason why children, it really crutches me, uh, children are so, they're being attacked by the enemy and by depression is because of this false highlight realm, and it can make a mom feel inadequate because me as a mom of five if i'm swiping facebook and i see like my house is a disaster like because my kids are making memories and maybe one's drawing on the wall but then the i don't know no pun intended ashley but like the neighbor across the street maybe she puts out um a a video or some random person like you see the story on Facebook where the mom was at the pool where this mom looked perfectly dressed her and her daughter went to the pool took all these selfies got the perfect Facebook image and then left the pool another mom posted that perspective so what is somebody that's going through something hard right now and they see that highlight realm that positive image they're going to compare themselves. So don't allow comparison to steal your joy that's a tactic of the enemy I think the enemy is using platform and social media in comparison to really hurt us you know like yeah. so don't do that so like Kenya said if if you can't have a solid 30 minutes or set time take advantage of the time you do have so our family's super busy we're in extracurricular activity so we take time to communicate in the car we always have worship music on surround your children with the things of Jesus and not the things of this world, and be partner with Christ for your children. That's good. Right. I listen to Katy Perry once in a while, too. But <laughs> true story. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Carla, uh, 
I'm going to go to one of your questions. What is your favorite um, way to meet with God yourself? I love worship. Yeah. yeah. Turn on music, crank it up. Um, yeah, there's, that's just a way that I just can really connect with God. And, you know, just listening to the words and, and especially so many worship songs that are written come from the word. And they come from a heart that wants to know God. And, I mean, God is all I need. You know, like that last song this morning, it's like, God is all I need. I want God, but I need God. Amen. And just recently, yeah. Dwayne and I were talking, and I, I said to him, if something happened to you tomorrow, I know I'd be okay, because I don't need you. I enjoy you. I love spending life Confidence with you. Confidence booster. <laughs> <laughs> I said, but... But what I need is Jesus. And he agreed with me. He's like, yeah, if something happened to you, I'd move back to North Dakota because I don't need you, know. <laughs> but it really is that worship, that time of worship of just, God, I want to be like you. I want to be more like you. And, you know, I'm just going to be real. There's times I lay on my face just crying because God is so good. Yeah. He loves me. He loves you. He loves my children, my babies. And... Exactly. You know, I have messed up in life, and yet that grace that he continues to extend to us time after time and just saying, come back. He doesn't hold it against me. He doesn't remind me of it. And he just says, here I am. Crawl up in my lap. And I don't, you know, part of worship that I've learned over the years, too, is to use my imagination in worship. And something I never got to do because <laughs> Pastor Jonathan says he graduated early. He was from a small town. Okay, I graduate with a class of eight. Ooh. Man, I thought my class was small. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got nothing on me for small. <laughs> we never had a prom or anything like that. And so my mind sometimes looks There wasn't much of a selection. <laughs> <laughs> no, there wasn't. You just all go as friends and hang out. But that's part of worship for me would be going to the prom with Jesus. Amen. And just dancing before him. And, you know, and then all of a sudden there's times in my imagination I'm just this little girl on the floor in worship dancing to him before him. And just being, here I am. And he just takes me as I am. Amen. Yeah. I'm so glad that you said that because I do a similar thing. Uh, when I'm worshiping or when I'm praying, I, like, imagine, like, I'm really with Jesus, That's like, right. and, yeah. like, yeah. talking to yes. him, yes. and, and, I, yes. yeah, so it's so good that you said that, because I feel like I was kind of, like, a weird person, <laughs> like, yeah. that does that, <laughs> and, you know, like, you, sometimes you, like, really see, like, yeah. see it, like, play out in your mind, and, exactly. yeah, it's yeah. awesome. That's so good. That's so good. Kenya, maybe there's some people here that um, are wondering how they could honor their mother and father. What would you say about how you could honor and, so uh, your respect mom? respect is a big one. And I, I feel like she's going to preach to her kids for a second here. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just well, kidding. <laughs> well, respect it is a big thing. Also, obedience when you're you know, not adult kids, of course, they don't need to obey us now. They have to obey God, which is yeah. um, better. Um, but yeah, just, you know, um, showing respect and showing love and just talking 
um, to your parents and um, honoring them, doing little special things for them. Um, but I think the, the best way is just to be in, you know, be with them when you can. That, that's a way to show them that you honor them. And um, I think that is, is something that I think is in the Bible as a promise, right? Yeah. Like it says that if you honor your parents that, um, you know, you will live a, a good long life. So it comes with a promise. So it's important to, for us to all do that. And it's something that you can do throughout your whole life because, you know, like little kids, their main thing is um, to obey. And then as you get older is to just show love and respect, you know, and you can do that for as long as you're alive. And God will bless you. Amen. That's so good. Mm -hmm. The worship team can make their way back up here. Um, Summer, uh, what is one thing that God has done for you that you will never forget? Well, so you have this question, and there's like there's so so many things I could say. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing that I really wanted to share um, is that God really gave me a love for His Word, and that's something I'll never forget. Uh, I was um, John and I were newly married, and I was a new nurse and starting out, and I realized I'd come to this place where I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I wasn't in a bad place. I just really wasn't listening to what God was asking me to do, and I wasn't obeying, and I got to a place where one day I opened my Bible, and I, I didn't hear from him, and it was terrifying, <laughs> and it led me to a place of God, I don't, I don't want to live a life where I don't hear from you. I, I, I don't want to live like that. Like I, I need you. I need you to speak to me. I need to hear your voice. And it was just from, from that place, from that day on, I feel like God just gave me this hunger and desire and just need and just thirst for his word that, that is just in me every day. And I mean, I'm just, I'm so thankful. I'll, I'll never forget that God blessed me with that love and hunger for his word. That's so good. That's so good. There's John again with the, the brownie points. And well, you could start playing a soft pad or something if you'd like. Um, uh, and we're going to wrap it up here in just a second. Um, one question that I want to ask all of you is, how can women of faith make an impact on people around them? How can women of faith make an impact on people around them? Uh, <clears throat> women of faith can make an impact with the people around them doing the littlest things. The littlest seeds plant the biggest trees. So don't allow big conversation or big comparisons to steal that. It can be a smile. It can be a gesture. It can be, wow, you look beautiful today. Take the moment and the opportunity and the tiny miracles that you see every single day and use that as an opportunity. Lord, let me, let my eyes be open to you. Holy Spirit, show me someone today in my path that needs to see you. Allow me to be that vessel for you. That's good. Yeah, along those lines, I think um, I, I like transparency, being transparent. Yeah. Um, and But being positive, too, and looking for the good in them. You know, like you can always find something good to say about somebody. And um, and just being kind. And, and, you know, if they look like they're a little down, um, just 
say a little bit more than just how you're doing, you yeah. know, like listen, because yeah. people, especially now after having, you know, lived through a pandemic, people need to talk. Some of people, some yeah. people were really alone for a long time, you know, mm -hmm. um, so just getting, um, just having given them time to speak and you listen um, and just care, care about people. I mean, we're yeah. humans, you know, yeah. like. You see, a lot of times there, there's this coldness, but, you know, it's like we're all humans and, and we're all yeah. God's children. Yeah. And just show that, you know, and, and I do, too, also ask God, you know, like, help me be a light to somebody today. Right. You know, like, if it's on the phone, if it's at work, um, wherever it is, you know, the supermarket. I mean, sometimes I'm at the supermarket and I'll have a conversation and you think we were best friends. Okay. Um, but, you know, everybody needs... Um, that just to show love that's what okay. I you know I believe okay. I think um, for me in my own life I've seen um, cultivating the fruit of joy yeah. can have a really big impact on the people around you and has even given me a lot of opportunities to share the gospel with people because they'll say why are you so happy why are you why are you happy like what what is that and it gives, that gives me a chance to tell them why I'm happy, why I have joy. And it's not, you know, my circumstances, but it's my God. And that's, that's something that <laughs> I've, I've seen and um, even recognized in other people. Like I've, um, <laughs> there was actually this guy cleaning the hospital one day and um, I had seen him every day and he was so joyful and so happy. Every day he would say hi to me. And one day I just stopped and I said, why are you so happy? Why are you so joyful every day? And that's what he told, he began to tell me just his story of salvation. And I, and I think, wow. you know, he had a big impact on people coming into work every day just yeah. because of his joyfulness. That's so good. Yeah. That's amazing. I think the other thing that's very important as women of faith is to be mentors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yes. it's so important for us to influence the influencers. Yeah. That's kind of our motto uh, for Dwayne and I in our ministry is we want to influence the influencers, and so we want to be mentored, but also to mentor others and to encourage, and everything they all said just wrapped up. I love that. Real quick, as we close, um, if you were to give one piece of advice, one short piece of advice to all the moms that are here today, maybe there's moms here that are in the same stage as you, maybe there's people here that aren't a mom but want to be a mom, um, what is something, uh, some piece of encouragement that you would give every lady here this morning? Love hard. Yeah. Love hard. Love hard. And it's okay to make mistakes. You know, don't be so hard on yourself. And find a community because we all need a community of other women and that will encourage you and will pray for you. That is so important to have other people praying for you because you're going to have hard times. Things are going to be hard, okay? It's just part of living. Um, so... That's my advice to you. Find a good community, other women, um, you know, to encourage you and pray for you. I just want to say a word of encouragement. You're doing a great job. Yeah. That's it. Thank Amen. You're doing a great job. And I think uh, we, <laughs> yeah, yes, uh, we need to hear that more as moms, I think. We work so hard and we worry so much about, you know, everything and what we're doing, yeah. if we're doing enough. And I just think we need to hear more often that you're doing a great job. And um, I would also want to speak to the moms that aren't yet moms. As John shared, um, there were many years on this day that were really difficult for me and really hard. 
And if you told me a few years ago that I'd be able to sit up here and talk with you about motherhood, I probably wouldn't have believed you. And um, so for all the, the ladies out there that, that don't have kids yet and, or, or want to be moms or, or just hasn't happened, um, I just want to say I see you. And you are a mom. I know you are. And so I say happy Mother's Day to you because I know you're mothering people in your life or you're working towards that and you're trying to be a mom. And one, one year, one of my friends, while we were waiting in the adoption process um, to bring our son Solomon home, she told me happy Mother's Day and she gave me a gift, even though I wasn't a mom yet. And she said, happy Mother's Day because you were already doing all the hard work to be a mom. And she was just like, I see you and I just want you to know I'm, I'm here for you, and, and happy Mother's Day. And that just touched me so much. So, I think the one thing that I would say to you as mothers is you're never alone. Holy Spirit comes alongside of us. He is our friend. He is our comforter. He is our guide. He will show you. He will take care of you. He will help you. And it is so, so important that as a mom before you're having devotions with your kids, before you're training with them, that you're doing it by yourself alone. And having that time with God where you are just in that closet, pouring out your heart, and then coming out and saying, all right, we can do this because Holy Spirit is with me. Uh, I just want to give a piece of encouragement for people that are here today that don't have their mom. I lost my mom when I was 18 years old, another part of my testimony. And, um, you know, God sees you. He's here for you. If you're hurting, it's okay to hurt, but lay it at his feet. Allow him to comfort you because he is the comforter. Amen. Can we give a round of applause for our moms here this morning? And you guys can head back down. Come on, you can do better than that. Can you stand to your feet in honor? All the moms in the room this morning. Amen. Amen. Thank you, ladies. You guys did a fantastic job. The Bible says um, in Isaiah that he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. And maybe you're here this morning and you've been going through a hard time or, you know, today's a hard day for you or... Maybe there's just some things that you're carrying that you were never meant to carry. I saw um, an illustration last night with my wife, or the pastor. Um, I might use it in the future. <laughs> he, he picked up the podium. How many of you know the podium, if you're on the setup team, this podium weighs a lot. It's really heavy. What? Oh, no, 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 it's fine. I ain't doing it. I'm not that strong. <laughs> he picked up the podium with, like, one hand, right? And he, he gave the illustration of, this is what it's like walking around carrying things that you were never meant to carry. And he just kept walking around and he, he was trying to do life. But, but the weight of the podium was like bearing him down and he got all the way down to the ground and it, it was crushing him. And he, he couldn't get it off by himself. He had to ask somebody else to help him get the podium off of him. And that's exactly what it's like to carry things that you were never meant to carry. Things that Jesus said, lay them at my feet and I will give you rest. So maybe you're here this morning and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. We never leave this place without offering you the opportunity to place your faith in Jesus. Maybe it's your first time. Maybe you're rededicating your life to Jesus, wherever that is for you. Would you close your eyes and bow your heads with me? And for the benefit of those who may be saying this prayer for the first time, would you repeat this after me? Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. 
I believe that you died and that you rose again three days later. Come into my life, make me a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. I've decided to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, church. Can we celebrate with those who place their faith in Jesus? Amen. If you just prayed that prayer online, will you click the link below and let us know that you prayed that prayer. If you prayed that prayer here this morning, will you stop by the Next Steps area and let us know? We have a free gift we'd love to give you. Amen.